KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Charlotte Reese. A handful of months into the coronavirus pandemic, a lot of people have traded in business casual for yoga pants, sweatshorts, and t-shirts. Who wants to wear heels when you're working from home anyway? But there's a side effect to that. The companies who make all those nice clothes we're not wearing anymore have taken a hit. And it's not just fashion week. The industry as a whole has felt the effects of the pandemic. Will there ever be another time people flock to Milan or Paris to see what the top designers are doing next? And what about young people just getting into the business? What are they doing and how does the future look for them? Farai Samoy is Jefferson University's Fashion Design Program Director. Before we kind of dive into the fashion industry and how it's changing amid coronavirus, can you first break down the industry a little bit? Uh, I mean, there's so many different layers from designers to fabric makers. Are they all being affected differently right now? Yeah, there are so many layers of the fashion industry, and I think everyone is being affected in their own way. So even if we break it down to textiles and fabric mills and cotton mills, they're being affected because, you know, you need people out in the workforce, you know, milling. And usually these are in large factories, so there's a lot of people in one space. So that sort of had a moment of being shut down And then also the people that are in the factories that are actually like creating and sewing the clothing together, that's being affected. I mean, there's factories where there's thousands of people in one open air space and that's just not happening. And then that also goes to designers that are trying to acquire fabric in terms of like logistics and travel and shipments. It's really hard for people to get products into the U.S., especially because a lot of fabrics do come from China and do come from overseas. There aren't that many fabric mills that are based in the U.S., so that's been halted. And then it also affects the retail aspect and trying to, you know, keep up with stock. Um, designers are just not creating any more product right now because it's not, you know, there's not that much value there. So retailers are being affected actually on both ends from the design component and from the consumer because the designers are not creating as much product and then also the consumer is not even able to leave their homes to go purchase and shop product. So there's so many different avenues and everybody is definitely being affected in different ways. Yeah, and you mentioned retailers and I think that's probably the most recognizable thing for people right now cuz you know, we're seeing JC Penney, J Crew, big companies like that filing for bankruptcy. And others are laying off a lot of employees. I mean, was all of this because of the pandemic or has this kind of been a long time coming? I think it's a mixture of both. I think the consumer is starting to become more conscious about things that they want to purchase or where they want their money to to be spent. So I've sort of seen it coming. And I think COVID was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. Retailers are just realizing that they cannot function in the same capacity that they were functioning before. And I think it's honestly, I think it's a good thing because it's forcing the industry as a whole to sort of pause and reset and figure out, you know, why did I build this company in the first place and 
what is my position? Where do I stand? And where where's the future of this company that I built? Yeah, definitely. And that's, I mean, the future of things are already changing, too. I've seen Fashion Week shows kind of change amid the coronavirus, and that's a huge part of the fashion industry. How has this year been in terms of Fashion Weeks? Yeah, I think for a lot of designers, a Fashion Week is the overall identity of a brand. It's a moment for buyers to travel all over the world to see your collections and see what they would like to purchase for their stores. And then also a large part of Fashion Weeks are influencers and celebrity life. And when your identity of your brand is based around that, it can truly affect, you know, how people see your brand in general. I mean, the nice thing that I have been seeing is that some brands have been taking their Fashion Weeks virtually. And I think it's been received very well, but I think it will take a a little while for people to sort of get used to it. I think also the fun thing about Fashion Weeks is being able to see the fabrics up close and in person and sort of get a feel for the, you know, the aesthetic and and the the experience of being in a room with so many fashion people. So, I think it's going to take a while for people to get used to, but I do love the way that some of these brands have started doing virtual fashion shows. Mhm. Right. And there's so many people now even working from home. So people are kind of more focused on sweatpants than heels right now. I mean, do you see that becoming a a problem? People aren't thinking about nice clothes right now. I mean, is that is that an issue, do you think? Yeah, I think it's so interesting because I think it's now opening an avenue for more brands to start expanding into loungewear. I've already seen that. We can even take it to Kim Kardashian's new line. She started like a more like cozy loungewear that you can wear at home. And every time that she posts something online, like a new product, it literally sells out in minutes. So I think there's a new avenues for brands to sort of reconfigure and figure out ways that they can acquire that. So I don't think it's all lost. I just think as a brand, let's put a pause on designing evening wear, obviously, because nobody's going anywhere. But look into doing more things that are loungewear and also things that are, you know, ethical and sustainable. I think because we're sitting at home a lot, too, we want things that are cozy, comfortable, you know, feels good on the skin, non-toxic. So I think there's an opening there for some brands to start to venture into new spaces. Yeah, yeah, lots of new spaces. And you've already mentioned some positives, but is there any others that you're seeing in the fashion industry? Just I've noticed myself, I'm telling people, hey, nice mask. I mean, is that like the future of fashion? Yeah, yeah. And it's so funny. So many companies have attested their business to surviving simply because of mask sales. I mean, you're buying a mask for your whole entire family. And now it's not even cool just to have one mask. You literally have to have a mask for every outfit. For example, me, I've got like a mask that can kind of go with everything. I have my simple black mask, my colorful mask. So every day I'm literally rotating. So I think it's it's the new way. And I've even seen some fun masks with like diamonds encrusted on it. Like if you want to go high end, I know like Chanel and Balenciaga, they're all making masks all the way down to, you know, budget companies like Walmart that are making $2 masks. So it's really a space that anyone anywhere can find a mask that they can afford. 
forward. So it's really interesting to start seeing that as being part of the, like, the common fashion thread. Right. Yeah, I'm def- I'm bracing myself for the holiday masks. That's inevitable oh at this God. point. <laughs> That's going to be fun. Oh, you know, I wonder if people are going to do, you know how they do like ugly sweater parties? Like, uh, right? Ugly mask parties? I think that's going to be a thing. Yeah, no, you totally just predicted that. That that will be. (laughs) We need to start a hashtag now. (laughs) It's definitely going to be a thing. I can see it. (laughs) That's funny. And even just, you know, on the mask topic, I read somewhere that Etsy sold something like $350 million just in masks in the last quarter. Is is this kind of a bigger trend for these smaller, I guess, websites and fashion places kind of making an uprising right now? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think the great thing about Etsy has sort of formed its company on being a space for small businesses. And that's the beauty of it, because anyone that can sew or has a creative eye can literally start a mask business today and be profitable doing it. And I've seen so many like young designers out there, even with wholesale companies like Fair as well. They're also offering great deals for small companies and small brands to come on board and not have to pay any fees. So I really feel like it's been a collective sort of role in terms of these these larger corporate companies wanting to help small brands and small companies that have been affected by COVID by saying, hey, here's a place that you can sell your masks and you can create a business for yourself. So I think it's been a lifesaver for a lot of people. And I think it's been great for corporate companies on both ends. Mm -hmm. Do you see certain segments of the industry making a recovery faster than others then considering these big changes and different avenues that companies are exploring? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, a larger conglomerate, a large corporate company like the Gaps and the J. Crews that are filing for bankruptcy, I think they're going to have a much harder time bouncing back from this because there's so much red tape and there's so many people that work there and so many hands that, you know, information has to be funneled through. I think the real winners here are going to be the small brands and small businesses where it's literally one person, two people on the team, and they can literally have a five minute meeting and say, okay, let's make more masks or let's like remake this product in a new colorway. So I think those are going to be the real winners. And I think that's the beauty of this and the beauty of this world in general. It's the people that make the small businesses. And I think that's where the focus really needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the school year's right around the corner, and I'm curious about your programs at Jefferson. How has teaching people about fashion changed, or I guess how do you suspect it to change this year? Are you starting to kind of prepare and think about where you're going to go? Yeah, I mean, the great thing about the Jefferson Fashion Design Program is that the team, the faculty, the staff, the adjunct faculty are just simply amazing. They've already started planning this summer, the way forward. And we've literally been able to move everything to an online base. So a lot of the classes are going to be virtual. And then the classes that need to be in person, which are more of like the studio classes. So, you know, draping, design, sewing labs, those will be in person. But We've already navigated a way that 
all the students will be six feet apart. Everybody has to wear a mask, you know, washing your hands, making sure everything is clean. So above and beyond, everything is about safety and making sure that the students and the faculty are safe during all of this. But I just love that a plan is already in motion. Classes start on Monday and the whole staff and team, we're ready to go. That's great. That That's really great to hear. I know my cousin went through uh, the program when it was Philly U, and I've been to a couple of mm-hmm. the events, so I know how much, if, if it's kind of the same, I'm sure it is, I know how much um, is really put into the fashion majors. Absolutely, because at the end of the day, it's about the students. Um, fashion design is such a creative space, and when you're a creative person, it's all about you know, that human connection and feeling inspired. And I think there was a little bit of concern in saying, you know, how are these students going to feel inspired virtually? But you should see the amount of work that the entire faculty has put into this, creating videos and making sure all the students are going to be inspired throughout this whole process. So I'm really excited to see, you know, the direction that everything goes. That's great. That's very exciting. And I guess just as a last question, who are your top five favorite fashion designers and who are you kind of watching right now as an up and comer, even during these crazy times? Oh my gosh, there are so many. I will start off with saying there's a really amazing designer. His name is Jonathan Hayden, a smaller brand just starting out. He's got Japanese roots, African-American roots, And he sort of finds a way to infuse his culture and a lot of the work that he does. And he just launched his collection last year at Tokyo Fashion Week. So I'm excited to see the direction that he goes. Another brand that's already been out there is Pierre Moss by Kirby Jean Raymond. He's phenomenal. His work has always been about activism, Black Lives Matter movement, Black human rights, LGBTQ, and he's found a way to really infuse a lot of those like historical aspects and current event aspects into his work, which is phenomenal. Another brand that I love is Brother Veli's, based in Brooklyn, New York, but they work with artisans that are based in Kenya and South Africa to make beautiful shoes. Oh, I could keep going. Um... Who else do I love right now? I I love K-Milele, which is another brand that's based in New York City. They focus on like resort wear, jet setting connoisseur. Her work has really been inspired by travel. And I know travel has sort of taken a major hit. But what I love about what she's doing is that travel can also be aspirational. So even if you're sitting in your backyard in a kiddie pool, you can still pretend like you're in Jamaica somewhere. So I thought that was really fun with the work that she's doing. But yeah, there are just so many brands. And these are all like, I won't say under the radar, but these are just brands that are like building and growing and just creating major movements in all of the work that they're doing. Mm, That's great. It sounds like fashion mixed with, you know, other areas that people need right now, too. Exactly. And it's honestly, it's fashion right now. It's about hope, too. I think the one nice thing is that we can still see things, you know, we can still see the creativity. So I think it's been really inspiring and hopeful to see that even through something as devastating as COVID, people will still create no matter what. That is true. That's, that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much for I for talking with me today about the fashion industry and the future. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It was such a pleasure. 
that's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Charlotte Reese, and we'll have another episode out soon.